the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. It's great to have you with us. Uh, Paul Bonzer in the chair and opposite me, Baggy Green number 370, Dizzy. Welcome back, Jason Gillespie. Thanks for having me again, Bonds. I enjoyed myself so much last Wednesday that uh, when the opportunity came up to come again, uh, absolutely. Well, you couldn't have been too bad because we invited you back. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, really. First test. I really appreciate it as well, man. Uh, It was great fun. We, I guess, we love having you here. Um, you can be part of the show as well. Nutrient Ag Solutions open line one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or text in o four two seven one five four one double six. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. If you want to ask Diz a question or talk to him about last night's great win, the Adelaide Strikers got the victory, and it sounded a little bit like this. And they've done this. With- wow. I mean, as good as short innings been, this is an amazing little treat from Hose. There's a man, and he smacks it straight over his head, and he jumps it in the air, and he's hit a six to finish off. What a cameo. What an innings. Adam Hose take a bow. 28 off nine balls to win the game, Wilds. Everything came out of the middle. He had ramps to the left. He had ramps to the right. And strikers got home. They made heavy work. A great game of cricket. Well done, Thunder. Well done, Strikers. The hot topic, thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Coach, well done. Thanks very much, Bonds. I actually didn't do too much. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting on the sidelines, but look, the, the players played wonderfully well. I was really proud of them, the way they went about it. We had a long lead in, uh, as I referenced yes. last week. It was such a long time uh, since we've played a game, and uh, and it's such a long lead-in with the quirk of the schedule. So just to be able to go out there and play the cricket we wanted to play. Um, yeah, we've got some areas to tidy up, um, but all in all, a good start to, to get, get our uh, campaign underway. Thunder batted first. They won the uh, bat flip and decided to bat seven for 200, mm-hmm. uh, 10 and over. That's going all right. Uh, Bancroft was excellent, 74 of 54. Uh, Rossi. Batted well, 46 off 26. Um, good performances with the ball by Jamie Overton, two for 29, and and David Payne, two for 35. Um, your thoughts at the halfway mark? Did you think this is going to take some chasing? Yeah. If any, you're honest. Any time you, you're chasing 200, going at 10 and over, a lot of things have to go right for you. There's no doubt about that. Um, we knew that we probably missed a little bit with the ball. We, we maybe missed a couple of things tactically, uh, bowling certain bowls to specific players. Um, but we'll iron all those things out uh, as we go. Um, but I thought our energy in the field and our fielding uh, was high, high class. Um, there, there was just some wonderful catching, uh, wonderful dive stops to save boundaries um, and energy to get to the ball to prevent twos. Um, sometimes it can be a difficult ground Adelaide Oval, particularly with the big pockets to prevent those uh, twos. Uh, so I thought I thought we did wonderfully well anticipating and, and getting the ball back in. How good was the track? It was a belter. That, that was the feedback from the boys. We yeah. went out there with the 10-over mark and all the batters are licking their lips. They're saying, Coach, this is a really good surface and uh, we, we're going okay. We just need to sharpen up a couple of areas with our execution and uh, and we can chase whatever we, we get. 
uh, whatever they get, we can chase down. And, uh, and it proved to be correct. So in reply, uh, the strikers uh, got the runs Four wickets down, four for 205. Matt Short, the skipper, 82 off 41. Darcy Short, um, great to see him hitting the ball so well, 66 off 47. And uh, as you heard just then, a little cameo from uh, Adam Hose, 28 off nine deliveries uh, at the end to get the guys across the line, including a booming drop kick six to win the game. Yeah, especially after his last few shots were ramps and he, he'd, he'd ramp sweeps. He, he was doing that really well. Um, but, yeah, that, that last one, uh, last shot, uh, back over uh, Bowler's head for, for six runs, that was a fantastic hit and uh, celebrated well, Hosey. That was, it, was a, it was a great little cameo and exactly what we needed. Opening partnership of 139. That's the fourth highest ever yep. for the strikers and also um, the third best opening partnership. Do you know the... Number one? I think it might have been in a final. It was. Yeah. The Weatherald and Carey. Yes, very good. 171 mm. is yeah. uh, is the, the against the Hurricanes in 2018. Jake Weatherall went on and got 115 he, from memory. He did. Off 70 balls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great crowd last night. About 20,000? Yeah. Really good crowd. And, and we, you know, we were talking off air a little bit, uh, Bonds, about crowds in sport and the country probably haven't quite come back from from the from the covid years um so in time and, and that's probably a challenge for our sport is yep. to how can we explore opportunities to to encourage people to to come down to the games and and support the team and um we're a very well supported franchise in in bbl the adelaide strikers we, we firmly believe we've got the best fans in the in the country we do um we we comfortably do and that they come out and support the boys through thick and thin which is absolutely brilliant Jamie Overton, I want to speak to you about him. I I was really excited when you picked him up. Um, what was of, that? I, I no, I knew I knew he was a very good quality player, yep. and I thought he'd be a really nice fit for Adelaide. Yep. yep. Um, and I, I there was a lot of people going, you know, who's this guy? What's he? Why have they picked him up? And I said, you just watch. Um, uh, but uh, he was great in his first game. He was. I mean, we actually picked him predominantly as a late innings uh, hitter because he mm. strikes at 174 yes. in his T20 He career. didn't get to show that last night. Uh, no, he didn't. But he showed the, his value all-round versatility, obviously in the field uh, with some great fielding. But his bowling, um, look, in, in, his, his career is quite unusual. In first-class cricket, he's played test cricket. First-class mm. cricket, he's, he's a bowling all-rounder. But in T20 cricket, that flips and he beca- he's a batter who – just offers a couple of overs here and there. He, he very rarely bowls his full quarter of overs in, in T20 cricket or 100-ball cricket. Mm. Um, but, you know, he, he bowled four overs and, yeah, got uh, two for 29 last night. He, yep. he, was, he was probably the pick of our bowlers, to be honest, uh, last night. He was fantastic. Took a couple of nice catches as well. He did. He did Big hands. He's, yeah, and saved, saved a couple of boundaries, which yes. was really important. And, and when, you, you know, when the opposition are scoring a, a, at a decent clip like that, any runs you can save um, is crucial, and it, and it proved we, we, you know, we needed it. We we got it nineteen point five overs, so um, you know it was it was it was great fielding. Any strikers fan watching last night um, would have seen the run out of Jake Weatherald and wonder what happened. Uh, <laughs> I just want to ask you about that. What did you say to Jake afterwards, and what did he say back to you? He was a bit sheepish, I must say, um, Weathers. He, he actually explained that he thought that halfway down the wicket, he was going to be run out by 
five metres. So, he, just so he, he basically gave up. And then when he got out and he realised how close he was, he he just had this sinking feeling in his gut. He's just going, oh, no, the coaches are going to absolutely roast me for this. And he, he actually said after the game, he said, oh, I had thoughts of just taking my pads off, getting my gear and just racing to my car and going home. He was that embarrassed. Um, but look, wise. look, look, uh, look, mistakes happen. Yes. Uh, hopefully we'll learn the lesson and uh, and uh, might have to get him to practice sliding his bat at training. Uh. I, don't, I don't think you need to do that. I think he's already got that covered. Uh, it's time for the good oil. Thanks to Copper and Mercedes, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. The good oil is the IPL auction was on last night as well. Yep. And uh, it was all the talk apart from watching the cricket. I, I didn't watch the auction. But yep. uh, Mitch Stark, after deciding not to play IPL cricket for five years, broke all records and went to the Kolkata Knight Riders for $4.43 million. I think it just highlights how important um, teams value left arm fast bowling and left arm swing bowling at pace. And uh, I think he's a great buy. Um, it's a lot of money. Yeah, we, we all acknowledge that. But the IPL is a very, very rich tournament. And yes. they've got an $8 billion um media uh, agreement over the yes. next next period of next decade or whatever. So they've got the cash um, yeah. and absolutely delighted for Mitch. I, um, I think you were saying that Alyssa Healy was quite happy as well. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Alyssa Healy's, Alyssa Healy's tweet uh, it was fantastic. It's just her little grin <laughs> and then a bit of a chug of a beer. And uh, <laughs> she's feeling pretty happy with herself that uh, her husband's just earned $4 million. Well, I, well, think, I they, think they've they... just, they've just, They've just bought a $25 million house. Yes. So that, go, that, that will help with the repayments, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, buy maybe the garage and a couple of rooms. Um, what um, uh, what they did say last night during the coverage is it was something, it works out to something like he'll uh, $13,000 a ball. Wow. That's not bad, eh? You wouldn't mind that, would you, back in the day? Oh, I reckon I'd, uh, I reckon I'd get back on the training track for that. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. The biggest deal. I thought the big one of the biggest deals, Travis Head going to the Sunrisers Hyderabad for one point two. Yeah, that's he, a steal. He's a great buy, Tra Travis Head. Fantastic buy. There was a bit of talk around that there were a couple of franchises that were interested in him, and uh, and I know that Ricky Ponting, at Delhi Capitals, was interested in. Uh, I don't know if he bid for him. He but, did, I think. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, but yeah, he's gone to Sunrise Hodrod where Dan Vittori is assistant coach of the Australian team. Yep. So, so you wonder if there were any conversations um, in the lead up to, to that for, between uh, between Dan and, and Travis. But um, but not really pleased for, for Trav. That's great. Pat Cummins went for $3.6 million, um, which a little bit overs? I think so. I, uh, Pat's obviously a quality bowler yes. and quality leader. And we, we've seen that. I just don't think T20 is his best format. I, I think he's a test bowler, personally. I, I think, I I think test cricket is his absolute bread and butter. He's a good T20 bowler, make no mistake. But that's that's massive overs for me. And uh, our very own uh, Spawn, Spencer Johnson, <laughs> $1.7 million. Hasn't his last couple of seasons, it's changed his whole life. Oh, without a doubt, it's and it's fantastic. You know, a lot of people talk about he's this overnight sensation, but they forget there was about eight years of hard graft and uh, heartache and tears uh, going into 
this overnight moment. Um, he's he's had to work incredibly hard. He's had a lot of injuries, uh, as I said, a lot of setbacks. He's had a great support from the Saka from um, from West Torrens Cricket Club. Yes, um, he's you know he's had that support, family and friends, and just absolutely delighted for him that he's been able to. Stay, keep healthy, stay healthy, and stay on the park, and uh, and he's reaping the rewards. Fantastic to see. Uh, that's the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Uh, Dizzy just having a bit of that now to see the throat. <laughs> Grown harvested <laughs> and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. We've got uh, Dizzy's TV guide coming up. Thanks to Kia, Epic has arrived. The all electric Kia EV9. My movie of the week. I've got another good one for you, Diz. Uh, thanks to Lumo nice. Energy. Switch to the affirmative. And we are going to speak to the first Adelaide Giant who's about to have his number retired. Andrew Scott will join us later in the show. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and Dizzy with you, and you can be part of the show. one 736 736 That is the Nutrient Ag Solutions open line going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au or text in 0427154166. Diz, the bat flip has happened over in Perth. The Scorch is taking on the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have won and decided to bat. It'll be a good game over in the West. Be a tough challenge for the Hurricanes, I think, against a very strong Perth Scorchers bowling attack. We think Lance Morris is going to play. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen the, the teams, but yeah, that's that's a strong bowling lineup with him, Berendorf, Ty. Um, they're the ones to beat? They're the ones to beat. I think they're, they've been the benchmark, haven't they, for a number yep. of years now. They've won five BBL titles. Um, yeah, they're a very, very good team. All right, you got some work to do, Disney. Right. Uh, thanks to Toolkit Depot, your Trey Pro partner. Everything you need to get the job done. Shop in store or online. It's time for our TV guide. So, Diz, what are we going to watch over the next seven days? Yep, seven sporting events over the next seven days to tune into. So, let's start Friday. Friday night, 6.45 p.m., the BBL Sixers versus the mighty Adelaide Strikers. You can catch that on Fox or Channel 7. Beautiful. Also on Friday, 7.15 p.m., Adelaide United versus the Newcastle Jets. And you can see that on Paramount+. Plus. Got to get back on track, United. They do. Got to get a win. Got to get a win. And, uh, yeah, I I have a feeling that that can happen against the Jets. Saturday, 7.35 p.m. on ESPN. We've got the NBL. We've got Melbourne United versus the Perth Wildcats. Sunday, 4 a.m., Liverpool versus Arsenal. It'll be a big game. Yeah, men's will be up for that one, for sure. Definitely, and that's on Optus Sport. Christmas Day. Yes. 5 p.m. I love this initiative from the NBL, by the way. Yeah. I think it's great. On ESPN, you can watch the... Jack Jumpers take on the Phoenix. Would you play a game on Christmas Day if they asked you? 
Would you be keen? Uh, I, well, I, I'm, I'm a bit old to play. No. Um, <laughs> look, I, I know I know there's a lot of pushback in cricket circles from yep. players in particular yep. um, about Christmas Day. And I think the feeling is surely there's one day of the year that yes. we can keep for family and friends and stuff, which I, I get. Yep. Um, but I suppose if, if the powers of be decide to do a Christmas Day fixture and um, you just do it yourself. You do what you're told, I suppose. But um, then we get to Tuesday, 8.30 yes. a.m., and we go to the NBA, and, ooh, a classic on ESPN, oh, Lakers v. Your Celtics. I'll be watching. You'll be watching I'll that. I'll be watching. Yeah, I reckon all, they, they, they let me down today, get... too, those Celtics. They? Yeah, oh. they went down to Golden State. Did they? Mm. Ooh. Went they... over time. Oh. Couldn't win it. Yeah, I reckon that's going to get me, too, that. But and this is the big one, Diz. Th- this is the big one. 10 a.m. Tuesday. The Boxing Day Test, Australia versus Pakistan. Catch that on Fox or Channel 7. Excellent. That is our TV guide for this week. Well done, Diz. Uh, Now it's time for the good stuff. Get the good stuff with a budget car and truck rental. What is your good stuff, Jason Gillespie? Well, my good stuff, Bonds, and I might be a little bit biased here as coach of the Adelaide Strikers. I'm going to go Matt Short. And the reason I'm going that is two from two captaincy both games chasing big scores uh, 229 last year yes against Hobart An amazing game amazing game where he got a hundred and won the game and then um, last night we chased 200 and uh, he led the led the way 82 or 41 in that great partnership that we spoke about with uh, Darcy short first time they batted together and yes uh, so that so for me Matt short as well with his you know his fantastic fielding and captaincy. He's the good stuff. He is the good stuff. Let's have a listen to uh, some of Maddie's fine work. Outstanding. Uh, he's, he's just becoming, and I mentioned this before, when, just before we started, he is becoming a lot of people's favourite cricketer in a hurry. Oh, without a doubt. He's Absolutely. leaps and bounds in his his ability. He's yeah. fantastic. He's brilliant. Um, the good stuff. Moving house. Use the team that's easy and affordable budget car and truck rental. 1327 27. If you're on SENSA, if you're listening on there, you'll be crossing to the Wacker for the uh, big bash game between the Scorchers and the Hurricanes. If you're listening on cruise, we are going to speak to former Adelaide Giant Andrew Scott, who is going to have his number eight retired this weekend, Saturday night, down there at West Beach. Make sure you get down there. You're on the summer edition of Sports ASA. We'll be back straight after this. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonza and Jason Gillespie with you today. You can be part of the show. 
Nutrient Ag Solutions open line is 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. A very special guest is coming up as far as all our baseball fans. Um, this guy, they would know this guy. He is a legend of baseball in Australia. And uh, we're going to speak to him now. Thanks to your local tyre power. Big December deals sale is on. Get four for the price of three on Toyo tyres. It's an absolute pleasure to have Andrew Scott on the line. Scotty, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um Look, you're obviously one of the Giants' all-time great, and I'm not sure if you like talking about yourself very much, but I'm going to go through a couple of things. 469 games, 72 home runs, 309 RBIs, and a career batting average of 329, which uh, is amazing in itself. Um, what, are, what are your, I guess, the love of baseball? Where did that come for you? Uh, it started uh, at the age of probably five or six um my, my father was uh, uh a player and yeah for west Torrens and for the state team and and i guess um every opportunity that you you go down there and down to the baseball club and you grow up amongst it it's gonna catch on and uh yeah be part of your life andrew what were your thoughts when the club told you they were going to retire your number eight yeah, I was a bit, uh, bit stoked, uh, actually. Um, a pretty big honour, I, I imagine. Uh, first, first number to be retired as well by um, the the club, and um, uh, yeah, I was, I was honoured. So they don't have uh, any rafters at West Beach. There uh, is, is baseball. Will your number hang on the on the home run fence, or how will that work? Did, do you know yet? Um, not exactly sure. I imagine. Yeah, it's uh, that's probably the only place they will be able to hang it. So hopefully there's some strong cable ties there for that West Beach wind so it doesn't blow <laughs> off. Uh, you, uh, did you wear number eight your whole career? Uh, from, yeah, um, all through my, my baseball at West Torrens, I was number eight and as well as uh, the Giants, uh, number eight. So, yeah, that's the only one I've had. Oh, that's brilliant, Andrew. Mate, you were part of the Giants when it kicked off in 1989. Baseball in the 90s was big with games played at Norwood Oval. What are your first memories of the ABL back then? Yeah, um, was the original uh, in the original squad there and played the first game when we travelled to Perth. Um, we won the very first game of uh, the ABL and then uh, to 10 or so years, whatever it was, uh, playing out at Norwood Oval. Um, you know, just a great facility uh, um, to to watch and, and play there as far as the, the crowd and that being basically right next to you um, as you're playing. It's so close. And when you're fortunate enough to get five, 6,000 people there and make a noise, it was just a fun place to play. Yeah, you know, I I do remember the days of baseball at Norwood Oval, Diz, and it's a great venue for baseball because it's all yeah sort of closed in with that wall down yep. down one side. Um, it, is some of the guys you played with back then, uh, Andrew? Is there is there obviously you've got friendships from back in those days, but what about some of the better players you played with and against during, in the nineties? Yeah, well. Um... 
Playing with those is always uh, Tim Day, um, Barry Barnett, uh, those kind of guys. Who else was there? Uh, I'm probably one of my best mates growing up, and and playing for the whole time was Nathan Davison as well, who's actually the GM of the the Giants these days. Um, and then yeah, right around the country, you know, played against Phil Dale, who's now a a scout for for a major league team, and Graham Lloyd, who played uh, obviously major league baseball, David Nielsen, played all the games with all those guys, and yeah. and uh, yeah, it's just a buzz. That's awesome, mate. In the '96-'7 season, Andrew, you won the league MVP, hitting a record four-on-four record that still stands today. I understand. Did you feel like uh, you were going to get a hit every time you stepped up to the plate that season? <laughs> Uh, well, it started out that way. I do remember the start of that season. We went up to Brisbane, and and I think I went like twelve for fourteen in the first three or four game series, and and it did actually feel like all I had to do was hit the ball, and it was going to find a find a hole. But um, yeah, it didn't didn't work out that way. But <laughs> it's it good enough to to keep the average fairly high throughout the year. So yeah, you get off to a good start and get hot, and it's. Um, it's much easier than battling to try and find a hit, that's for sure. It's amazing that still, almost 30 years later, that record yeah. still stands. Yeah. Incredible. It's, it's incredible. And, um, hope, well, I guess records are made to be broken, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's hope you hang on to it for a bit longer. <laughs> um, I, I, um, any interest around that time, was there any interest from major league clubs? I had a, had a couple of teams. Um, looking at me, I believe, but um, it was around the same time that I uh, signed to go play in Japan with an industrial team, Kobe Steel, and and part of the reason for that as well was that it, at the time it kept your amateur status and available for international tournaments and the Olympic Games, which I, I went to in Atlanta in '96. Right. So if if you went and played, let's say, with the Dodgers, for example. That would mean you would be out of the Australian Olympic team. At, at that time, yeah, it, was, it wasn't until you know later in the nineties, or maybe even the well, the start of the the, the zeros and two thousands that um, that they opened it up to ex professionals or professional players. So um, yeah, it was always well, well, baseball was a chance of being in the Olympics. That uh, to play in the Olympics was. Um, on my mind as well. Can you tell us a little bit about your Olympic experience, Andrew? Because you know, it, just as a as a sports lover, I think we all see it as as the absolute pinnacle. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing experience um, in Atlanta. There, um, it's just the the whole pre, even the pre tournament. Like we were away for probably 11, 12 weeks before the actual game started, going up and down the east coast of the U.S. playing against uh, different teams and, and um, minor league teams um, and then getting into the village and then all of a sudden you're walking walking around and, and, and you're seeing all these amazing athletes and Tony Kukoc from the Chicago Bulls and <laughs> who played for, I think it was Croatia or somewhere yes, at, that, yes. at that time. Um, you know, and just, just seeing all those athletes and and all the the ex-athletes uh, Muhammad Ali walked straight past me at the <laughs> at the lunch table one day and it's just uh, amazing just to see 
the vibe of the whole place. What an experience. Oh, wow. It'll be, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Do uh, you, you look back on your career? Is are the Olympics the highlight or is your time with the Giants the highlight? Or maybe Japan? Uh, as, yeah, well, really, the, the Olympics is at the time was probably the pinnacle of, of what we could do and as a, a bunch of uh, amateur Australians to go there and, and play against uh, the rest of the world was uh, unbelievable um, to to be a part of the Giants for the, the 11 years that the league ran before it shut down for a while was always uh, always an honour to do. Um, and then, obviously, playing in Japan for the six or seven years that I did as a semi-professional guy, then, you know, it, uh, it was just uh, amazing to be able to do something you love for as long as I did and, you know, get a, get a little bit of a wage from it too. Can you speak Japanese? Uh, well, it's been a while, so <laughs> it's a bit rusty at it. I wasn't too bad. wasn't too bad when I first uh, finished over there. But, uh, yeah, there's only bits and pieces now. Ironically, I'm coaching at West Torrens, and, and our import player is actually Japanese. So uh, I'm trying to put together a sentence with part Japanese, part English in it, but I don't think I'm doing a very good job. <laughs> so you're still involved with the Eagles at West Torrens, uh, which is fantastic. Have you always been involved? Have you ever stepped away from the game or you just love it that much? You've got to do something with baseball. No, not, I haven't really stepped away. Like, finished When I finished playing in, in Japan and um, I came back here and, and did a, a, a number of different kinds of jobs and then had the opportunity to work in the baseball office there at West Beach, and and um, then that um, finished with that. But always, when the giant season got underway, I did a bit of field maintenance for them, and you know it's just a, a fun place to be around baseball field with, uh, even if it's you're fixing the field up, ready for them to play, and watching them go play. And then I had about ten years off of coaching at West Torrens, and then. Back into it this year. Oh, that's... So yeah, always been in involved somewhere though. Well, that's great. Uh, and so Saturday night they're going to retire your number eight. Um, bit of a function down there with uh, they've called it old timers night. Diz, is it? <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a term of endearment or I guess it is. Oh, definitely a term of endearment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, so uh, so look, Giants fans, get down there. Um, and I hope it all goes well on Saturday night and the Giants can have a win for you as well. Uh, we appreciate your time, Scotty, and uh, all the best for the future. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Andrew Scott, uh, one of the greats of uh, South Australian baseball, went to the Olympics, played in Japan for six or seven years, he said, and uh, he's the first player to have his number retired at the Giants. It's a wonderful honour, isn't it? Mm. And thoroughly deserved uh, as well. Fantastic for Andrew. It was, it was great great to chat to him, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's good. And, and look, we we often speak to Giants. We've spoken uh, to Chris Adamson, their coach, and they're, they're going well. They're sitting on top of the ladder. And yeah. uh, if you haven't been down to West Beach, um, just get down there and have it. It's a great night out. Um, yep. And yeah, Saturday night, they're playing the Perth Heat. And just before Christmas, and there'll be quite a few old-time players there mm. to uh, pat Scotty on the back and say, well done. And, and reminisce. 
put in number eight with uh, some really heavy cable ties on that fence. It's <laughs> 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 beach. Uh, now it's time for our uh, movie of the week. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Maybe the week is brought to us by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Now, dears, I've got another. Well, because th- we had Scotty on, I thought we'll go baseball theme movie nice. tonight. I knew Scotty was going to be on. So that's what we've done. Um, like you're thinking. I like and you thinking. the movie is 42. That's the name of the movie. Have you heard of, you heard of 42 before? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. Right. I must, I must have a look at it. This, this is the story of Jackie Robinson, who was yep. the first uh, black American baseballer to play in the major leagues. And uh, it's a fantastic story. It's written, di- written and directed by Brian Helgeland, who wrote Mystic River and LA Confidential. Yep, directed those as well. Yep. It was released in 2013. Um, had a budget of 35 million. It made 97.5 million. Be classified as a success, I would have thought. I would have thought. <laughs> not to mention all the money it makes in uh, in streaming now. Yeah. Um, starred Chadwick Boseman and Harrison Ford. Chadwick Boseman, you would know as Black Panther, Panther. who yeah. unfortunately is now Sadly, passed away. Yeah, passed away. Yeah. From colon cancer, so yeah, but the um, movie titles forty two is, which is the number that Jackie Robinson wore, which has now been retired from all teams in Major League Baseball. Is that right? So the number wow. forty two is not worn by any player yeah. ever again, which again is outstanding from from Major League. Yeah. Um, little note here: Spike Lee planned to do this film back Did in ninety seven, and he was going to use Denzel Washington in the lead role. Why did that uh, fall it, over? It just fell over. There was just some disagreements with the studio, I think, yeah. and never got off the ground. And um, and it was, and then someone else tried it as well. And then eventually, in 2013, it was released. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix, Foxtel, Binge, Stan, everywhere, uh, pretty much. It is very, very much worth watching. And here is the trailer. Jackie Robinson. Black man in white baseball. I want you to know I'm there for you. Yeah, my heart. Think about the abuse that he's gonna take. What you gonna do if one of these pictures throws through your head? I'll duck. <laughs> if Robinson can help us win, then he is gonna play on this ball club. You don't belong here, and you never will. You want a player who doesn't have the guts to fight back? No. I want a player who's got the guts not to fight back. You give me a uniform. You give me a number on my back. I'll give you the guts. I'm just a ball player. You a hero. Why don't you look in the mirror? This is a white man's game. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I may take some getting used to. Maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. Very powerful film, Diz. And uh, just goes to show back. It was set in 1945, so obviously that's a long time ago. But uh, 
the first man to break down the barriers mm. and play Major League Baseball. Going to have to give it a watch, I think, Bonds. It's well worth a watch. Yeah, well worth a watch. Um, I love doing these movies every week. Men's yeah. is doing the odd one and I'm doing the odd one. And it's, I guess it gives everyone a, a chance to say, hang on, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, so yeah, Absolutely. A great so, cast too. Like, yeah, Harrison Ford yeah. plays, uh, I guess, it pl plays the the man who wants to bring Jackie into, into yep. the fray. So the braveness of him as well in, in that time. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So it, it, those sort of films get to me a little bit too. Yeah, bit why of, do they get, get a bit? Of, I don't know. Get a bit emotional because yeah. I think I think all that um, racist stuff. It's, it's it nonsense. Doesn't sit, it? doesn't sit well with me. No, it doesn't at sit, all. No, no uh, I'm so, with you. So I get a little bit emotional things yeah. like that. Hey, uh, the Adelaide Crows have finally, <laughs> apparently, it's final. They've got a lease at Thebby, forty-two years. There's a coincidence. That, that is a massive coincidence. 42, the did movie, you, did you 42 know years. I did not know that. <laughs> you sure? So you know that because when I walked in here, I said, oh, is it done? It's, so the lease is done for 42 years. So the Adelaide Crows will be moving to Thebby. Hopefully work can uh, start very soon. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a long-term thing. It's taken a couple of years to get this finalised. Yeah, it certainly has. It's, uh, it feels like it's gone longer than that, this Whole saga, yeah. yeah, feels feels like it has gone. Well, it may have gone longer than <laughs> they're probably looking at a long time ago, but at last it's finalised. So, Crows fans, you will have your home at Thebby. Um, I grew up at Thebby, Diz. Did you? I followed the Eagles. I was yeah. my uh, I was a mascot at one stage, running yeah. out there. At, I don't know how old I was, maybe nine or eight no, or West Torrens Eagles. West Torrens Eagles. How did you feel when they merged with Woodville? I was all right because I was Woodville cricketer. So it was a right. perfect world for oh. me. My footy club and cricket club are coming together as one on one oval. How good is this? That's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Now it's time to talk some Speedway. We've got a special guest. His name is Jared Ash. He joins us now. Sports Day SA. You're unbelievable. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Now, thanks to Speedway Nation, slide into the world of Dirt Track Speedway. Our special guest is Jared Ash. Jared, welcome to Sports ASA. G'day, Paul. It's uh, it's wonderful to join uh, Sports ASA. It's uh, it's an exciting time of the year for Speedway fans. An exciting time of the year for South Australian Speedway fans. Well, tell us all about this Clay Perview Sprint Car Speed Week. Yes, uh, Sprint Car Speed Week. It's obviously uh, it's been a part of the uh, the South Australian and Victorian uh, Speedway theme for quite some time, and I suppose the old die-hard, rusted-on uh, Speedway fans that have been around for twenty or thirty years. It's uh, it's sort of a ritual for those guys, but uh, exciting. It's back in a big way again this year, and uh, they continue the tradition. We uh, we kick things off on Boxing Night at Murray Bridge, just uh, just a little bit uh, east of Adelaide. So it's exciting to get down to Murray Bridge for two nights. It's a monster lineup of uh, drivers around the country. A couple of American drivers coming over as well, which is really exciting. But uh, two big nights at Murray Bridge Speedway, 26th and 27th of December, and then you roll across to uh, to Mount Gambier on the 28th for, for uh, Borderline Speedway. And then the series just continues to roll into Victoria. It's uh, a bit of a travelling road show. The, the hardcore fans love it, and uh, probably the time of the year where uh, everyone just goes back to the Speedway for one or two nights. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. So for those who haven't been for a while, including myself, like how many races on the one on the one night? So yeah, generally uh, with uh, with the Sprint Car Speed Week stuff, it's usually one or two uh, support categories. So 
it's it's almost the the junior game of footy or or the uh, the local the local cricket club play a little prelude game I suppose beforehand. But uh, generally five or six o'clock in the afternoon, the uh, the sprint cars will come out and do their qualifying and and uh, and all that sort of stuff to feed the heat races for the night. They'll do uh, a few heat races. There's usually a dash or something little a little bit special to to set the field to uh, to qualify for that big race at the end. And then the big race at the end is where we put twenty or twenty four cars, depending on the racetrack, um, on the track. And and those guys will all go and battle it out for ten thousand dollars every night. That's a lot of cars on a small track. Um, is, is there, is there, like, how how often do you have accidents in sprint car? Yeah, it's to be honest, uh, there's there's quite a large part of the uh, the speedway community that does doesn't mind coming along for to check out the crashes. Of course, it's just part and parcel of racing. So um, when you're racing with 900 horsepower cars and they weigh under a ton. It's uh, it's it's a ridiculous power to weight ratio. They've got more horsepower per kilo than uh, a Formula One car, and they're sliding around on dirt. Uh, crashes are probably bound to happen, Paul. It's just part and parcel of the game. And usually, when they do happen, they're pretty spectacular. But uh, the, uh, the the governing body as a whole, uh, Speedway Australia, and the uh, they they underwrite all the insurance for the sport. They do a wonderful job in keeping our drivers safe. So we get to see plenty of spectacular crashes, but. Uh, 99.9% of the time, the uh, the drivers get to get out and you know, give the uh, crowd a wave. And usually they've got some bent and broken stuff in the pit area that uh, that everyone can come and see afterwards. Uh, quite regularly, the fans go home with some souvenirs, which is exciting. I see that a lot. And even at the Adelaide 500, I've seen it where guys are walking out with half a panel under their arm. <laughs> it's autographed <laughs> by the driver. Uh, I think it's a great part of motor racing is that people take home these souvenirs. Well, is it, um, can people buy a ticket for both nights or just just a single night if they just want to go to one night? Yeah, uh, uh, there's a myriad of ticket options. It's, uh, it's really, really accessible these days with the sport. Uh, if for Borderline Speedway over at Mount Gambier or Murray Bridge Speedway, they've got social media pages. They've both got websites. The old quick Google will help you out. Speedwaytickets.com if you want to book your tickets for Murray Bridge Speedway. Really nice and simple and straightforward. It's uh, it is it it's the opportunity to see the best drivers in the country come into town for two or three big nights. So um, Murray Bridge Speedway, the the two best drivers in the country, the current Australian champion Doc Goodyear, he'll be there. Lachlan McHugh finished second to him in the Australian Championship last year. He's won more races than anyone to start the season here in uh, here in Australia. Plus we've got two Texans coming over, Aaron Wrightsell from Clute, Texas, and a young hot shoe from uh, Texas as well in Chase Randall. They're, uh, they're, they're sure to uh, prove to be uh, a, a, a force to be reckoned with out there as well. So really exciting lineup. The local drivers love this time of the year when uh, the big guns come to town and they uh, try and stick it to, uh, to the big names. Jared, sounds fantastic. So they, those dates again, 26th and 27th of December at Murray Bridge Speedway and then down on the 28th of December down at Mount Gambier. Um, and kicks off a sort of late afternoon, about four or five o'clock. Is that right? Yeah, four or five o'clock in the afternoon. The uh, the sun starts to go down, and uh, usually in uh, the other other times of the year, you're sitting on the hill with a rug on your lap. But uh, summer's a wonderful time. It's a summer sport. We uh, we love it. It's uh, the sun will go down. The uh, the action will heat up, and we're excited to see spring cars back in a big way in South Australia this uh, this December. Jared, it's great to talk with you, and uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, Paul. It's uh, it's a great time of the year for sport. Jared Ash there from Speedway Nation and Speedway Nation presented by Clay Purview and SRV Road Freight Services slide into the world of Dirt Track Speedway. It's been another big show, Diz. Thanks for filling in again. No, no problems, mate. I'll, I'll keep the seat warm for men's. No dramas. Yeah. It's been great fun, mate. Thanks right. for, so much for having me. It's been awesome.
Look, it's, it's great to have you here. And, and again, we can't appreciate it enough. Uh, excellent win last night. Keep the roll going. Thank One you. in a row. <laughs> One in a row, yeah. And off to Sydney tomorrow. We're off to Sydney in the morning. We'll have a top-up session at the SCG, yeah. one of the great cricket grounds of the world. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, come away with a win uh, against the Sydney Sixers. You're undefeated. We're undefeated, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, mate. Really no, appreciate no it. And uh, join Men's and myself tomorrow at the same time, 6pm, right here on the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.